You're listening to Your Highest Self Podcast, episode 23, Forgiving Yourself to Heal with Janae. Hey guys, happy Monday. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the show. My name is Shanae. I'm your host. Thank you so much for taking the time to invest in your mind with me today. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I'm a retired WBFF Bikini Pro, and in this podcast, I'm sharing resources and solutions for your fitness, nutrition, and mindset to help you on that journey towards your highest self. And what I mean by that is the journey to who you truly are, the journey to being your most authentic and the fullest expression of you because oftentimes after we've competed, after we've dieted, or if we've just spent a lifetime trying to be anybody else but who we are, knowing who we are and learning who we are can be the hardest thing. And, um, you know, I first started this podcast to help you guys just with your food and body image. Um, And I thought I'd be talking a lot about fitness. I thought I'd be talking a lot about nutrition. But it's quickly turning into a personal development podcast. And I am just loving it. I'm loving sharing this information with you and helping you heal your food and body image, but from the inside out. So by not showing you how to diet, by not telling you how to eat, by not telling you how to work out, but instead just like helping you be more of yourself. So with that being said, this week's episode is super special. I'm so excited. Um, There's just so much good info. It's a little bit longer than normal, and I have a couple housekeeping items to tell you before we get into the episode, but what this episode is about is I'm speaking to Janae. She reached out to me a couple months ago now, maybe a couple weeks ago, um, saying she listened to the show and she loved the resources that she was learning. And her biggest struggle post-competition was mentally allowing herself to gain weight. She said she was having a really hard time putting on weight, gaining weight, and to eat. She was having a hard time eating. So I was like, ooh, okay, this sounds really interesting. I bet there's something deeper beneath. And so I invited her on the show for a coaching session. And after getting into our conversation and asking her a ton of questions, we got to the root of her problem, which was she was holding resentment towards her body and felt like it betrayed her. So she felt like she couldn't trust it after her struggle with Lyme disease. So if you have also ever had a, um, you know, life-threatening disease or Um, oh man, I'm forgetting what the word is when it's genetic. Like my friend has cystic fibrosis. Um, anything internally like that, oftentimes we can lose a lot of weight. And what happened with Janae, as you'll hear, is she had the first time she had recovered from Lyme, she realized that she had gained a lot of weight. And, um, that really kind of like, made her mad. It said, I I felt as if she was holding so much resentment towards herself because of that. And um, that's why she was having a hard time loving herself unconditionally and trusting her body. So in this episode, you're going to hear a lot of talk about fear of gaining weight. We do some inner child healing, some inner child therapy, which is my second fave thing to do. We talk a lot about how she can trust and surrender to her body, how she can learn to love herself unconditionally. And we, or I, um, 
walk her through a forgiveness exercise to help her heal her relationship with her body. So if this resonates with you a little bit, you're going to love this episode. Get your journal out if you can so you can jot down the questions I ask her and use them as journal prompts and um, do the forgiveness forgiveness exercise because it was really powerful and I could just like see how much weight was lifted off her shoulders um, when she realized that she was holding so much resentment towards herself and that's what was the root, one of the roots of her struggle. But before we get into today's episode, I have two housekeeping announcements for you. One is I will be hosting a goal setting masterclass, intention and goal setting for 2020. It's going to be on December 20th at 5 p.m. PST. Next week's podcast episode is a goal setting episode and I um, tell you about the masterclass in that episode as well. So I'm just giving you a heads up, put on your calendar. I'm going to take you through an immersive five-step process to review your 2019 and to plan and set goals for 2020 um, and walk you through my whole process. And then number two, oh, and if you want to come, just scroll down to the show notes and you can get your ticket down there. It's $20, uh, US dollars. And then housekeeping number two is I have opened up my calendar and my roster for three new clients, and that is for one-on-one life coaching. So after hearing what, you know, Janae and I worked through today, if you would like to work with me one-on-one in this capacity, this is what I believe is my life's work. It's my passion. Um, I've been diving more and more into just doing life coaching versus including nutrition and fitness coaching along with it. And it's really been speaking to me. You're going to see a lot more from me in the personal development slash self-help space for 2020. We're going to do events. We're going to do a retreat. Um, and so if you would like to work with me one-on-one, Starting in 2020, um, I'm taking applications now because I do expect them to book up soon and Mindset Makeover as well will start in February and I usually don't talk about things before they happen, but I'm feeling like I want to do something that's like a long-term with a community of people. Last year, if you've been hanging out with me for a while, I did a mastermind in January and it was super fun. It was for six weeks. And I'm thinking of doing something like that again next year, but a little more long-term, like six, seven months. Um, So yeah, I don't know. It just, it feels good and so I'm going to follow it. But so anyhow, that was a tangent. Um, Goal setting masterclass, December 20th. And if you want to work with me one-on-one, scroll down to the show notes and the application is down there. So now without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome, Janae. Hey, Janae, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm super, super excited. So um, I would love for you to just kind of introduce yourself to the audience and who you are, what you do, and how did you get into, like, why are we speaking here today? How did you get into competing? What's your story? Yeah, so, oh man, where to start? I always have troubles when people ask me this, like, where do I start? Um, Because for me, Honestly, fitness has always been a huge passion of mine. Mm-hmm. Since I was a little girl, I really don't ever remember a time in my life that I didn't either work out or do sports. Mm. Um, so it's just always been something I've always done. Um, and I was always in sports growing up. And even in my off season, I, I was doing some type of a workout, just always like, just had a really big passion for it. And then 
um, when I went to college, I got a degree in kinesiology mm-hmm. and decided that I wanted to go more into the personal training side of things. So got certified in that right away. First job right out of college was personal training and then got more into group exercise type of stuff, which I found that I loved as well. Mm-hmm. And from there, it was just like any type of certification I could take to learn more, I, I would I would do. Um, ended up getting my yoga certification, did that through Core Power Yoga, um, and just found a really big passion for that because it kind of, it was just kind of came very natural to me, teaching mm-hmm. yoga did. Um, and then after that, the next step was I got my holistic health coach certification, mm-hmm. which was a year long program that I did online. Um, and then I always knew like from the very beginning after I graduated college, I always knew that I wanted to be my own boss someday. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how it looked, but I remember telling somebody like someday I'm going to have my own business. I'm going to have my own business coaching and training people. And obviously I didn't know how that was going to work out. And my road took a lot of twists and turns, but, um, I have been independent now for the past, oh, let's see, four years, maybe Mm -hmm. I kind of lose track of time, but, but now because of all of the certifications and education I've done over the past years, now my main focus is I do in-person personal training, but I, I, my, more my focus now is on doing online coaching and training, um, so, so I do, I do both, but I definitely integrate everything that I've learned over the years into working with my clients. So it's not just exercise or nutrition. It's very much a holistic, you know, approach with your mind and your body, because I believe that to create true change, you have to first work on the mind. It's mm-hmm. that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. So Amazing. I love that. You sound just like me. <laughs> And our names are similar too. <laughs> I know. So um, talk to me about competing and dieting um, because when you had reached out to me, you had heard a couple episodes and you know it really spoke to you. So when did you do your first show and how did that come about? Yeah. So my first show was this past July um, and I actually flew to Dallas, Texas to do that. And it was with the WBFF. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the bikini division and really I had been wanting to compete since the very first bodybuilding show I ever went to, which was back in 2010, um, when I started my first personal training job, one of my coworkers was going to compete. So I went and from that day, I was like, I'm going to do that someday. And it, so it, it was a long time in, you know, it wasn't something I just decided to do in a whim. It was something that I had always wanted to work with different coaches, done a lot of research, I even dipped my toes in prep a couple different times, but because of the health issues that I went through, um, it wasn't until this year that I actually did step on stage. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so it was a very special moment because I had to overcome so much to get there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like so many people. It's never an easy thing. There's always mm-hmm. obstacles that come up. And then how was your post-competition experience? Um, it was actually, it was good. I mean... I worked with I worked with a coach that prepped me for about a month afterwards, and then now I'm working with a different coach. Mm-hmm. But I never really had those post show blues that a lot of people get. Mm-hmm. For me, I think it's because I had a plan right away. Mm-hmm. You know, I took a week off from working out, which was I've never done that. <laughs> that was weird. But then I jumped back into my workouts again, mm-hmm. and 
and I pretty much just jumped back into the, into the meal plan I was doing before peak week. Mm -hmm. And, um, I knew after my first, after my show, I knew like, okay, so now I just improve for next time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I just knew that that wasn't going to be a one-time thing. Cause I've always wanted to do more. It was just like, okay, how can I improve now? Mm -hmm. So I had a clear, I had a clear direction, which helped a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's my biggest advice to everybody post-show. Um, you had mentioned that it was hard for you to gain weight naturally. Like you just are a person who it's hard to maintain weight. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Um, well, it wasn't so much, it was actually more on the side of mentally it's hard for me to gain weight. Right. Yeah. Um, let's get into that. That's the juicy yeah. stuff. I still, I mean, I think I see my, I still think I see my body different than everybody else does. Mm -hmm. Um, because right now I am bigger than I ever was, mm -hmm. which is still for my age and height and everything is really not that big, but because it's different than what I always was for so long. Cause I was very, very, very small. Mm -hmm. Um, that's really hard for me mentally. Mm -hmm. And, but I, I guess, you know, if I try to take my emotions out of it, I am a naturally lean person and I'm never going to be huge, but it's hard for me mentally to feel my clothes get tighter or know that I'm, you know, so many pounds heavier than I ever was. So the mental side for me has been the biggest battle that I've had to overcome for mm -hmm. sure. Do you think that's why, <clears throat> oh, my voice. Do you think that's why it was actually way easier for you to stay on plan post-show because mentally you had this thing where you're like, well, I don't want to get big. It could have been because actually, um, my calories now are lower than what I was doing even during peak week, just mm -hmm. because it's, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to eat more. Mm -hmm. I think mentally and physically, it's hard for me to eat more because, because like right now, my workouts aren't as intense as they were during prep. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not as hungry, mm -hmm. you know, but I'm, I know that like, I can't train that hard year round or I'm going to burn myself out and it's not going to be good. So right now, honestly, my goal is still getting those calories back up mm -hmm. and, and yeah, being okay with like the whole process. Mm -hmm. What is it about the process that either scares you or makes you feel uncomfortable or is like, just makes it hard for you to stick with? Um, I think it's just the fear of the unknown. It's, mm -hmm. I do a lot of uh, personal development on this, like trying to figure out like, what is it that like, what is my block? And I, and I think it comes down to, it's the fear of like, what's going to happen, you know, with my body, because you never really know mm -hmm. until you go through it. Mm -hmm. And so it's just that fear. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I think fear in general is what everybody's biggest obstacle really is whether you're, you know, whatever your struggle is. I think it's, I think that fear of the unknown is what's so hard for people. Yeah. As humans, we crave certainty. So if something is uncertain, we won't go for it until we know it is certain. Yep. But you never know until you go through it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then it's also, you have to ask yourself, whatever the worst case scenario is, like, can I survive? Yeah. And you know what I tell myself too, is like, nothing have to ever has to last forever. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you were to gain a bunch of weight, it doesn't mean you, you know how to lose it. You're a trainer, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can always change things through nutrition and exercise and, you know, so I think it's good to think about like, what's the worst case scenario, but also what's the best case. Like it could, 
on the other side of it could be better than you ever expected. Right. Exactly. So it sounds like it's body image, really. Like you look at yourself and you're not used to seeing yourself bigger, like you said, and you look tiny to me. So (laughs) (laughs) I know that it's body image and especially with bodybuilding, you get so hyper-focused on seeing yourself get smaller every single week that that's kind of your main focus. Like when you look at your body, that's the first thing that you see, right? Is you look at the width, your arms, how much definition you have. So let's go into that. Like when, right now, what is the fear of, of gaining weight? Like, so you said that's the fear of uncertain, what's going to happen. And mentally it's hard for you to eat because mentally you just have never seen yourself gain weight. So um, talk to me about that. Like, what is that fear? Yeah, I think like it's like this irrational fear that I'm just going to like become a blimp, you Mm. know, going to balloon up or something. And, um, I think it kind of goes back to, so I had Lyme disease and, um, I've been free of it for about two years now, a little over two years. And right at the point that we found out that all of my infections were gone, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden my clothes was tighter. I didn't Mm -hmm. realize it at the time, but now when I look back on pictures, I can see, but that was like the moment where I'm like, Oh my word, these shorts have never been tight on you before ever. Like what happened? Cause I wasn't weighing myself. I used to weigh myself every day, but at this point I wasn't. And, but I hadn't significantly changed the way I was eating and the way I was working out. So I think for me, because I gained so much weight so fast, I don't even know what the number was. I just, I know that I did. Um, that was out of my control. Ah. So I think it's kind of scary now to think about like, so I think I'm still kind of trying to hang on to that control, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, because I'm like, well, well, before it's just like my, my weight came on without me doing anything different. So what if that happens again? Mm-hmm. And what if it happens again? What does that mean about you? I think kind of the root of it going back years and years and years to kind of where this all started was that if I gain a bunch of weight, it makes me feel like a failure. But if I can keep myself from gaining a bunch of weight, I feel successful. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Who taught you that? I think it was just something that came up like me, myself. Like it was a measure of my success. Mm. You know? When was the first time you felt shame in your body? It was around, I don't remember what age, but it was around when I was going through puberty and, you know, cause at the beginning of every school year, we had to do the height and the weight thing. And did? <laughs> we did at the end, at the beginning of every year at my school, what? we had to do height and weight. Oh my God. Yeah. I never did that. What? Yeah. And I don't remember how old I was even, but I, I'm pretty sure it was around puberty. And I remember my weight was way up from the year before. And I was like, mm. how the heck did this happen? Mm-hmm. And up until that point, I never worried about it. And then I think it was then that I started being more hyper-focused on it and going on diets and wanting to lose weight and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So you started dieting like way, way, way a long time ago. Oh my God. I was probably in like seventh grade. Mm-hmm. I bet. Yeah. It's Sixth really hard. Grade. Yeah. Looking back, if you could um, talk to that girl, that seventh grade girl who was just weighed in, what would you tell her? Now I would tell her, like, it's normal. Your body's going through changes. 
and this has no reflection on who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Whatever your body size is, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, it, this is a part like going through puberty is a part of the natural process. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times what happens is that we didn't have people to tell us these things when we were younger, right? We go through these things and either you didn't have support or it's just a fear that you harbored inside of you. And when you harbor that fear and that shame inside of you, it makes it unavailable for you to be vulnerable or to have connection or to have love, right? It's all Brene Brown stuff. The um, source of shame and fear, like to get over that, it's vulnerability and allowing yourself to be seen. But we can't ever do that when we're kids. And then so we harbor it and it becomes shameful. And then it becomes, I'm not worthy of love. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough unless I keep my weight at this this level. Like people aren't going to love me. People aren't going to accept me. And that all goes back down to certainty. I am certain that if I keep my weight at this level, I will love myself. Right. So it might not even be about other people, but it might just be about how you feel about yourself. You know, I think you're right in that actually, because even now at the weight that I'm at, people are like, you look so healthy. You look so good. You know, I get compliments all the time, but it doesn't really matter. Like, I don't really care because it's all in how I see and feel about myself. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even matter that people are giving me these compliments really, because what matters is how I feel about myself, how I feel in my clothes and that kind of thing. So I think you're right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's everyone, everyone. It's the same thing I tell everyone (laughs) struggles with this. So, um, now with that being said, knowing that about yourself, knowing that the weight was keeping you safe, right? Like you feel safer when your weight is at a certain level Mm -hmm. and also knowing about yourself that it actually doesn't matter what other people think about me and my, and my body. It's really what I think about myself. How can you commit to loving your body more like today? I think being really thankful that I'm free of Lyme for one thing, because now I'm healthy, you know, and my body can do more than it could before because I'm healthier without all those infections. Um, And so as like a gift to my body, feeling it the way, the way I need to, to perform my best and to train best and get the most out of my workouts and just be the best coach I can for people, you know, and show up every day with a clear head and energy because I'm feeling myself right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right now, do you feel as if part of your mental energy is being used on trying to manage the way that you look? Maybe a little, not as much anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, I think more, more a part of it is, is focused on the food part and what I'm eating and Mm. that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How does that show up for you? Um, you know, I think I'm, I think it's, it's still like, cause I still deal with some digestive issues. Yeah. So a lot of energy is focused on making sure that like I'm eating foods that are going to make me feel good mm-hmm. and like not flare things up. 
So yeah. I think a lot of energy is still spent on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then I also know like if you're stressing about it too much, it's going to make it worse anyways. Yeah. It's know? a cycle cycle. Exactly. It's like a catch 22. So, so I think, yeah, just managing stress is a really big one for me, which was a lot of in my life, but knowing that the two go hand in hand and like the less I worry about it and just, just do it, the better off I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. Again. And why do you worry about it? Right. Cause I don't know. I think like my human nature, my personality is like tends to worry easier. Uh-huh. Maybe because I'm trying to control things, you know? Um, yeah. What are you trying to control? Probably still my body. Not being bloated. Yes. That's one thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like your body's going to do what it needs to do. Right. But yeah, you're trying to control it. Yeah. And you know, what's really interesting is um the second chakra it's your uh sacral chakra it is actually in your womb like it's like your stomach portion and this is the this is the part of our body that is um responsible for like the control like we want to control everything and when we do that we are not honoring that chakra and i and i love that because it's also located in your stomach so where you're bloating so it kind of is like like what's coming up for me to tell you is like the more, the, the less that you worry about being bloated, the more you can allow your body to do its thing. Like the less that you try to control it, the more it will work for you. So it's really just about <clears throat> surrendering and trusting that your body can heal. Like it's healed from Lyme disease. It's gotten you through a competition. Like it's gotten you through so much. So if you can just be aware, like be okay with like letting go of it. You know what works for you. And if something makes you blow, something makes you blow, like your body will, will do its thing. So the more that you can just trust and surrender to it, the more it'll heal and you will allow it to do its thing because that worry, our bodies hold trauma. It holds worry and it holds, it's probably holding it in your womb. It's holding it in your stomach. And that's why it's reacting so much to it. I don't know if that makes sense. That makes a hundred percent sense. Yeah, it does. Because, you know, looking at like proof Mm -hmm. is like anytime. So like if I go on a vacation and I'm not as stressed out and I'm not worrying about it thing, like my body does what it needs to do. You know, I feel better sometimes, Mm -hmm. but then the more I worry about it, then the worse it gets. So it makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah. You got to let go, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because like who cares like if you're bloated your pants are tighter yeah yeah why don't you just buy pants get bloated pants <laughs> like or super stretchy sweatpants <laughs> yeah exactly just like put I have a pair of, of uh, leggings that are like my bigger leggings so when I'm feeling really bloated like when I'm on my period I put those ones on because I know that's not yeah. gonna like squish my stomach so much and I also think that the really tight leggings that we wear and how it compresses your stomach I think that also impacts it and it doesn't allow your body like room and space like we're allowed to take up space like we are allowed to expand yeah (laughs) every expansion there is a contraction um so just getting clothes that fit you better maybe during that time if if something happens if you're just bloated um and not making it mean anything about you Mm -hmm. yeah that's I can relate to that because I hate wearing really tight stuff or if I do wear a pair of tighter leggings it's only like they're coming off as soon as I get home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're only going on right before I go to the gym, you know. Mm-hmm. I pretty much live though in like my baggy sweatpants and shorts because like when I'm at home, it's yeah, it does 
make you feel more comfortable. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think so that's the main how, thing. How can you take that comfort that you feel at home and how can you bring that into your everyday? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I think a big thing is body trust. Mm. Like, like you just talked about letting go and surrendering, trusting my body to do what it needs to do when it needs to do it, whether I'm at home or at the gym or at the store on vacation. Um, same thing with, as I fuel my body and continue to train, you know, in the gym and stuff, my body's going to do what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. Cause I think there's still a part of me that feels like my body kind of betrayed me mm-hmm. with that whole deal around Lyme and like how I put on weight and stuff, mm-hmm. um, which was probably healthy for me. But at the time it was really hard because I kind of feel like, well, I didn't change anything. Mm-hmm. Why should I have gained weight? You know? Mm-hmm. So I think it goes, I think a big root of it is being able to trust my body and to do what it needs to do and find its natural set point as long as I'm taking care of it properly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, are you willing to do an exercise with me? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, so go ahead and close your eyes. Okay. And I want you to take two deep breaths into your nose and exhale out your mouth and just drop into your body right now. I'm going to have you put one hand on your heart and one hand on your stomach. And I want you to feel the beat of your heart through that top hand and the vibration of your stomach in the bottom hand. And what we're doing right now is we're allowing you space to be in your body. Knowing that the external body is just a shell of of you and your internal body is actually who you are. And as you drop into your body, I want you to take yourself back to the moment of when you weighed yourself, once you were free of Lyme. And I want you to forgive yourself, to forgive your body. Because coming down with Lyme disease was not your fault. Your body going through that was not your fault. And it's not a reflection of you or your values. That coming down down with Lyme disease happened for you. And with your hand on your heart, I want you to feel the love that you have for yourself. And transfer that love down into your stomach, down into your thighs, up into your shoulders. And know that with each beat of your heart, you are pulsating love throughout your whole body. And again, finding that forgiveness for yourself, that it was not your fault that you suffered with Lyme disease, that the weight that was put on your body afterwards was not a reflection of a failure or a success. It was just a reflection of your body healing. We need body fat to heal. We need body fat to restore our hormones. And that extra weight that was put on you happened for you.
Take one more deep breath in. And can you forgive yourself for this? Yes. How does that feel? Very freeing. Yeah. I don't think I ever realized that I was like, I don't even know the right word if it's mad at myself or or what but I never really thought about needing to forgive myself for that mm -hmm. you know it just felt like you harbored a lot of resentment about it that's the word yeah yeah for sure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and probably a lot of resentment towards my body yeah for betraying you that's what you said mm -hmm. exactly mm -hmm. yeah and now looking back on this portion of your life <clears throat> and it happening for you, what's the silver lining? Oh, I have been able to help so many people. I, I have a lot of people that reach out to me or refer others to me because, who are going through Lyme and needing support. And even though that's not even part of what I do as a coach, it's a way that I can help people and give them hope. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I, I, because I never give up, I've worked through so many things. Um, that's a big part of my story and helping others is because I can relate because I've actually been through it. Exactly. And I think, you know, people need to know that they're not alone, that they need to be, and it, it really helps to connect with somebody who's actually been there before. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, <clears throat> now that you know this, it's like, okay, I went through Lyme. I now know what it feels like. I have actual firsthand experience of overcoming it and knowing also how it affects your body and then not being able to trust your body and then feeling as if like my body betrayed me. Mm -hmm. Now that you know that you can help people with that, just like you said. And now you can learn to trust your own body right yeah which is it's hard but it's, it's nice i think more than anything i think you're allowing yourself now finally permission to love yourself because you can't truly love yourself until until you start to love the experiences that shaped you that's so true so if you can look at what happened to you and all the experiences and and love on it like for example <clears throat> I hated that I competed for the longest time. Like I was really angry with myself for doing so many shows because if I hadn't done so many shows, then I wouldn't have struggled so hard. If, right. I, if I had just like done, you know, one a year, took some time off, I'd probably still be competing. I'd be normal. <laughs> like I <laughs> had the lifestyle. It was very easy for me. Um, so for a long time, I was really, really angry at myself for competing really, really angry that I did that to myself and therefore now I was suffering. And then when I started to forgive myself for those experiences and I started to really just forgive myself, I was then able to truly love myself for that experience because it shaped me. And the same goes for all the experiences that we've had in life, all those obstacles that we've faced and struggled, like learning to have compassion for yourself and being kind to yourself and then forgiving yourself for everything that you went through opens up energy flow because it's positive feelings and positive energy flow. And you can start to work with that and then you can love yourself. 
Like you can actually start to love yourself fully and deeply. And especially on the days that you feel bloated, you can love yourself for choosing to wear sweatpants outside of the house instead of really, really tight leggings because you know you wanna control the way that you look. You can start to forgive yourself and allow yourself to eat whatever you want, even if it does make you feel bloated because you know that your body is gonna heal itself and you have social proof. You have proof mm-hmm. that every time you went on vacation, you were actually fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, how much of, this, of these problems do you have are actually just being created by your mind? Most of them, I think, honestly, you know, and when you talk about loving myself, I don't think I've ever truly, truly learned to love myself. I don't think I have because mm-hmm. I've been holding on to that resentment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I call shadow work, like learning to love the pieces of you that you have been hiding or you have shamed or you are trying to cut off, like you're trying to cut off a portion of you that maybe like suffered and went through Lyme and like your body betrayed you and you gained all this weight. Like learning to love those pieces of you is called shadow work. Like and and allowing people to see them. This is like part of your healing, talking about this. You know hundreds of people are gonna listen to this, right? Oh, I know for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And I was thinking, because I was just on a podcast on Sunday with somebody else and we talked a lot about the food struggle and it was very different, but just talking about it mm-hmm. so much and talking with you again today, again, is just, it's, it's getting to an even deeper layer. So yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited about how my struggle with food can start to finally heal even more because of this. Yes. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. (laughs) So your homework, your love work really is like learning to love yourself more fully and deeply. Um, Is there anything that comes to mind about how to get started with that? That's the thing is I'm not really sure I know where to start, but I know that I need to learn to love myself in all areas. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure how to start that though. What area do you think needs the most love? I think loving my body, but I think even more so is loving who I truly am. Mm -hmm. And not like having my body have to be a certain way for me to love myself. Exactly. Do you know who you are? That's actually something that I was just journaling about earlier today. Cause I feel like I was always trying to be like, I was all, I've always been the good girl, you know, that kind of a thing and successful, but it's like, who's the real Janae? Yeah. You know, like stop trying to be like, let go of the person that you always were and like step into who you truly are. So that's some work too that I want to be doing. Um, just to kind of really like be, be clear on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you know what your values are? I'm actually, so I, I go to counseling every week. I just had her this morning and she, she talked about doing that next week. We're going to do an exercise. Um, I mean, I have an idea for sure, but I think it'll be good to kind of revisit it because I haven't done that in quite a while. Yeah. That's <clears throat> where I start off with all my clients. If you don't know what your core values are, then it's hard to know who you are because mm-hmm. your values are like the moral compass for your life. So the more you know what's important to you, the more you can start to make decisions that honor you. You can make boundaries that honor you and also you can start to subtract the things in your life that maybe aren't aligned with who you truly are. Right, for sure. Yeah, that's your homework. It's to figure yeah. out what your core values are 
And also when it comes to like body trust, I really encourage you to journal on like what brings me joy, like what brings my body joy. Maybe that's going outside. Maybe that's gardening. Maybe that's, you know, hiking, being more out in nature um, and start to do more of that. Cause that's basically self care. And if you want to like take it even like a layer deeper, um, go back to like the seventh grade, Janae, before she stepped on the scale and found out she had like gained weight. What did she love to do? Yeah. I love that. What were her favorite activities? And like get back in touch with her because she is inside of you. That's what we call our inner child. Mm-hmm. Before you learned, bef- before you committed the crime of gaining weight. Because in your mind, that's what it is. It's a crime. You gained weight and now you're bad. You're flawed. You're not good enough. So if we can get back, get you back into the Janae before she committed that crime <laughs> and have you be in touch with her a little bit more you will start to be able to forgive yourself a lot more because you'll be just reconnecting with that child part of you that needs love, that needs affection, that needs to be told that it's okay, that the weight isn't a reflection of what she looks like. And it's basically called reparenting yourself. It's like getting back in touch with that child inside of you and reparenting and re-loving and giving yourself unconditional love in that stage of your life so that you can now move forward as an adult. I love that. Oh, I'm excited to do this. <laughs> Me too. Yay. Good. For, and for anybody listening, if you resonate with Janae's story, that's inner child healing. I mean, it's, it's so much more. That's just like a snippet of it, but it's really going back into like, when was the first time I felt shame in my body? Like when was the first time I committed this crime or did someone uh, accuse me of this crime? Because you're, you did not, you were not born into this world betraying, like, feeling as if your body already betrayed you Mm -hmm. like that was happened a long long time ago and it was either an experience that someone put upon you or just an experience like I talked about this one time where um like some kids go to the pool right and then you just they look around themselves and they're like oh I'm much bigger than all the other kids here and then you put that crime on yourself that you are a big person but you don't know that when you're seven, eight years old. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's a, a social experience mm-hmm. that triggers something. Mm-hmm. And then it creates a belief and it creates a story. And a, a belief is just a thought. It becomes a belief when we re have that thought over and over and over and over again. And then we get addicted to that thought and that thought and that belief becomes our story. And you can choose to unplug from that story and create a new story. So now it's like, now as adult Janae, look back on that seventh grade experience and wow, I gained weight. I'm getting older, right? You can actually look at it and have a completely different emotional response to it in a different perspective through journaling, through inner work and through just like healing yourself. Um, but you can choose to unplug from that story and create a new one. Yeah. Maybe I'll write out my new story too. Yeah, do that. Okay, so you have two things. Uh, write out what your, actually three things, right? Um, what brings your body joy? Do more of that. Um, what did the seventh grade, Janelle, was it seventh grade you said? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's go with seventh grade. Yeah, like sixth, seventh grade. What did she love to do before she learned that she had committed this crime of gaining weight? And then what's your new story? Oh, I actually have a podcast episode on this. It's the healing your body image one. Oh, I have to look back on it. Cause I did listen to the inner child one, 
Mm-hmm. But I'll search back and, and re- listen to that one too. Yeah. It's the art of healing, A-R-T. Um, listen okay. to it and you'll, you'll, and that'll walk you through how to write your new story. Cause the T okay. is tell your new story. Perfect. Yay. I'm so excited for you. Oh, um, thank you. I'm excited. Well, before we wrap up, is there anything you want to leave the audience with? Um, any last thoughts? Um, well, if you ever have any questions, you know, you can reach out to me, especially if you feel like you need somebody that, that like you can connect with and who's been there before just for more support. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can, you can hit me up there on Instagram. Yeah. Share your details. Where can yeah, we find you? My Instagram name is body by Janae and Janae is spelled J A N A E. Mm-hmm. Um, so body by Janae, you can send me a message there. Um, everything is on there. And, um, yeah, just send me a DM. I'm also in the works of launching a, um, a 12 week program. That's really going to be focused on helping women just invest in themselves again and Mm -hmm. find their confidence. And, but at the same time, of course, building muscle, getting back into working out. And so kind of, you know, combining the two, I'm just, I'm nailing down my name for it, but it's in the works right now. So yeah, just connect with me on Instagram and everything will be there, but yay. Awesome. We'll have it all down in the show notes. Perfect. Thank you so much. It was great. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy. Well, you guys, if you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot, put on your story, hit us up, tag us both and let us know what you loved. And, uh, we'll see you guys next week with an episode. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you next week.